Survivors, family and friends will be giving victim impact statements over the next few days at the sentencing hearing hearing for Alec Manazian, who was found guilty last year of 10 counts of first degree murder and 16 counts of attempted murder. And he drove a van down Young Street on April 23rd, killed eight women, two men and uh, another woman passed away three years after her injuries that she suffered. I don't believe she ever left hospital. It's going to be the first opportunity for many of uh, the victims and victims' family members to face their killer or the, the killer of their loved one in uh, person, rather. And um, this is after a judge alone trial. And the verdict occurred over video conference during the pandemic. So many of them watched the verdict come down. Many of them watched the trial, but it wasn't in person. This is going to be extremely emotional. And they figure that this could last for multiple days. Uh, there are some people that don't understand the importance of victim impact statements, and I think we all should. So I'd like to welcome onto the show Neha Chug, who is a lawyer and founder of Chug Law. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. So let's talk about the purpose of victim impact statements off the, the start here. What is it when, when it comes to sentencing hearings? What's the purpose? So a victim impact statement is, just as you have described, it's a written statement, and it is an account of the personal harm suffered by a victim of crime. So it doesn't have to be the actual victim. It can be a family member. Um, the victim impact statement is intended to give crime victims a voice in the criminal justice process. In the past, victims were often overlooked as uh, entities in the justice process, but over the years, uh, victims' advocates have fought diligently. We have the Canadian Bill of Rights for victims, and we have uh, amendments to the Criminal Code, specifically Section 70, 722, that uh, allow for victim impact statements uh, to be t- taken into consideration by the court. So victim impact statements are a critical uh, component of the sentencing process and sentencing procedure. Um, they are often read out by the victim. Uh, or they're read out by um, uh, the Crown or read out by someone that the victim has, has asked to read, out, read it out for them if they're too emotional. Um, we have a form that is given to victims, and it allows victims to outline the physical, financial, and emotional effects of the crime, essentially how the crime affected their day-to-day life. And when you talk about uh, financial, because I think that's interesting, you don't hear about that very often. Um, can you maybe di- dive a bit deeper into the ways that uh, crimes can affect, uh, you know, a victim's finances? Sure. So if a crime is um, committed and it affects someone's property, so it's a break and enter and a door is broken or the house is ransacked and it costs money for that house to be restored or a person loses days of work and they're unable to attend work because of the impact of a crime. Those are the financial consequences of a crime. And and judges are supposed to take into consideration restitution amounts owing. Now, those restitution amounts have to be reasonable and they have to be provable. Um, We're able to challenge restitution amounts. However, uh, there are financial consequences, devastating financial consequences. For example, you know, um, if the breadwinner in a family has been impacted um, or lost as a result of a crime. That family is suffering, and that mm-hmm. family has lost their financial support. It's interesting, because I wonder how many victims there actually are from this van attack that occurred. 
uh, you know, uh, in, in April, uh, what, three years ago now, because uh, you think about the PTSD of watching someone get hit by a white van. Uh, this one one fellow said he watched this Kathy Riddell get hit by a white van, the one that Alec Manassian was driving, and she was thrown into a bus shelter, which then splintered. And he, he you know, raced to her, parked his car, raced across to her, you know, tried to make sure she was okay and and with someone and another woman ran out from a nail salon she had very long nails was picking glass out of Kathy uh until they actually got help to to deal with her injuries properly i mean both of those people could be dealing with PTSD and they were not the actual uh victim of the van attack they were collateral victims Crime has a a community impact, and we call them community impact statements. Uh, They're also uh, a part of our our legislation. They're part of the court process. Crime doesn't happen in a vacuum. It affects us all. Um, And judges are tasked with uh, not only specific deterrence, but also general deterrence. So they send messages to the community as well. So uh, I think there's a broader understanding of the context of crime and the broader impact of crime. So these victim impact statements that occur today and over the next few days at the van attackers sentencing trial, they could actually affect the the sentence handed down by the judge uh, based on on what is said today? Well, Section 722 of the Criminal Code says the court shall consider any statement of a victim. It doesn't give the victim an opportunity to talk about unproven offenses or um, extraneous incidences, but the judges are tasked with Uh, understanding the victim's point of view and hearing the victim's point of view. They have to take into consideration the financial losses. They have to take into consideration uh, the day-to-day impact to the victim. So, yes, uh, they do have an impact on sentencing. Victims have a voice. Um, Ultimately, it is always uh, left to the advocacy of good lawyers, defense lawyers, and crowns, and uh, uh, the court is the final arbiter in every situation. Can you speak to how important these victim impact statements are to the victims and the families of victims? So criminal trials are very hard and very long. And as you said uh, in your introduction, this was a judge alone trial that happened uh, almost exclusively virtually. Uh, These victim impact statements are the opportunity for um, uh, victims to account for their side of the story, for the judges to have a human context. But the therapeutic value of victim impact statements uh, is not lost on every justice system participant. It's the opportunity to put pen to paper and to to journal the impact of actions uh, by the uh, offender to the the victims. And so uh, the therapeutic uh, value, I would say, is is the most important. And then, again, hearing your victim impact statement read out loud, and in this particular case, read out loud, in a community of other victim impact statements, I would say would have a, a tremendous uh, therapeutic effect. Have they ever um, done any research into how the victim impact statements affect the rehabilitation of people that go to prison? I don't have that at my fingertips. That's a really, yeah. really good question. But I can tell you from my personal experience, my clients, I'm a defense lawyer, and my clients, uh, it's a somber moment in court when they hear from uh, from uh, uh, victims when they hear how their their uh, um, actions have affected others uh, in human voices, not in lawyer voices, 
But in victims' voices, uh, it's a sober and somber moment in court. Nehal, thank you very much for joining us. I, I really appreciate your time because I think there are still some people that don't understand the importance of victim impact statements. And it's going to be a really tough day for some Torontonians uh, in, you know, over the next few days. It'll be difficult with these victims impact statements. And we'll be hearing a lot of uh, reports of, of exactly how people were affected uh, during that van attack. So I appreciate you making sense of it. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Neha Chug is a lawyer and founder of Chug Law.